Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it is Tuesday. It's it's been a uh, it's been an interesting start to my week. I'll say that much. Um, I had probably about thirty items that I had sourced a couple weeks back, and they really weren't moving. And somebody messaged me on eBay the other day and said, "Hey, I'd love to." I'd love to purchase some of these. How many do you have left? And so I said, I think I have 28 left. I counted them. And then over the past few days, he's just been buying them. Every couple minutes, he'll buy another one. And then he'll do that for maybe eight or so purchases. And then he'll stop. And they're all going to different addresses. And so for people that don't know, there's a thing called drop shipping where if you would like to sell items, but you don't really want to ever handle product, you would go and sell the item then on eBay you'd make a listing set a price somebody buys it and then you go find the actual item that you're looking to sell you buy it after the fact and that way you're never really putting any money at risk in in theory in theory at least and you're selling items that you never have to touch you're basically buying them and then shipping them to the customer and you're going through somebody else to buy them and so it's a lot, at least in theory, it would be lower risk because you're never actually putting your own money on the line. You're making sure that you always have the other person's money before you're buying the product. And so that is something that a lot of people do. It was really big on TikTok. It's it's super, it's one of the things that a lot of people that do a lot of Facebook ads and stuff will push. And drop shipping is wonderful if you're doing a Shopify store, if you want to do something like print on demand. It's basically a drop shipping service where you, they buy the shirt and then the company who you're using to print the shirt prints the shirt once it is actually made by actually purchased by the customer and then they ship it directly to the customer even though it has your logo or your brand name on it and it's a way to save you from having to house inventory but also still allow you to make money and you're just paying a little bit extra for the company to do it and they're shipping out direct from their warehouse so it's just, it's it's a thing that a lot of people do, but eBay does not like it because it goes against their terms of service because they don't, it, it can lead to a lot of customer issues where customers aren't getting the right products or, I mean, if you think about it, you're not even taking pictures of the exact listing that you have. You're taking pictures of something else as some other listing. And then what if that listing sells? Then you gotta go scramble and find another one. And so if the one that you had listed looks like it's in, let's say you're selling a VHS DVD combo player. If that Sony VHS DVD player sells and you sell it on your account, maybe you sell it for 100 bucks, and then you go look to source it for, I don't know, 75 bucks. If the one that you had the pictures of or the one that you were looking to buy sells, we well, got to scramble. And chances are, if you use pictures from the one you were looking to buy, it, the one that you actually end up giving the customer isn't going to look anything like that, or it may look different, different, or it may have some scratches or marks or whatever it is if it's a shirt it could have a tear or a stain that you didn't see because pictures don't tell the whole story and so it goes against ebay's terms of service because it presents a lot of potential issues and that's why i said in theory it's a lot less it's a lot lower risk and if there was no returns on ebay if there was no chance of having anything returned it would be one thing because at that point you can you, you would just be able to drop ship everything and, and it wouldn't matter, you wouldn't have any risk. The risk comes with the fact that you're doing a lot of the times very low margin items. So maybe you'll sell 10 of an item, 
but you only may make 30, three to four bucks on it. And so you're making like 40 bucks. And then if you get one of those items returned, it may knock out, I don't know, four, five, six and up of the items just because the cost of the item didn't justify how much you were selling it for. It's a great way to make money if you don't want to handle product and you don't really want to put any money up because you're all you're ultimately using the customer's money to buy things. But it's just it's something that is kind of sketchy on eBay because a lot of times eBay can find out about it and then they're not happy with it. Um, especially if you're doing like eBay drop shipping to eBay drop shipping, which I don't think this guy was because I was looking through his store and he didn't have anything that he sold. So chances are he was selling the item that I was selling somewhere else, whether he had his own website, whether he was doing some other platform or something, he was selling it somewhere else. But it was it didn't really throw me off or anything because I realized that all of these different customers were getting the product and each of them were were, you know, it wasn't like I was shipping them all over the country and he was gonna like crush me or anything. He was trying to make money, I was trying to make money, it was working out well. At least that's what I'm hoping. If he if he for whatever reason has a friend in each of these different locations that I just sent these to and then tries to scam me, that would be bad. But I just doubt that that's gonna happen. And so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today is drop shippers. And a lot of times drop shipping is something that throws people off because they never really understand what the person's doing. They'll They'll send you a message that says something like, hey, uh, thanks, I'm really excited about this item. Don't put anything in it. This is a birthday gift or something like that. And really what they're saying is don't put any of your own personal branded stuff in there. Don't put your own thank you note. Don't put any of this. Because if you if, if Alex is the guy who's buying everything and you write, dear Alex, thank you so much for buying my striped sweater. And Alex, the guy who's the dropshipper, is really sending it to somebody named Amy well, she's gonna one, open it up and not know why it's addressed to a guy named Alex. And two, it's just, it can be a problem if a lot of people are including invoices, which is something that happens. So if you're getting one of these things where somebody says, hey, don't include any papers or anything, what they're really saying is, hey, I sold this item. They could be sending it as a gift, but what they're probably saying is, hey, I already sold this item for more money. Please do not include what the actual item you sold me costs because the person will see the cost of the item in there and then they'll be super upset. And that's that's just, it'd be like selling something on Amazon and then putting in the actual box, hey, here's what I paid for the item. Like, you don't do that because the customer, customers are not happy when they find out they overpaid for something, even though they know they're overpaying for things generally online, but they're really unhappy when they find out exactly how much you paid for it. So. That's just something, if they message you and say, hey, don't include any paperwork with this or please leave any notes or invoicing out, typically it's just a guy who's trying to make a little bit of extra money. He's a drop shipper and he doesn't want you to ruin his business by sending one, your own eBay store branded things in and two, he doesn't want them to find out that he bought it from you for a cheaper price. So um, that's just something that that's something that it, it was really, I didn't know anything about until I got into reselling and started listening to a couple of people talk about it. But then I did get a couple messages like that and I was kind of freaked out until I thought back to, oh, this is just a guy that's drop shipping. He's just trying to make a little bit extra money. And so now drop shippers, I mean, it depends. I don't really have a problem with them. I know that eBay does, but if they're buying the product for me and the product shows up to the customer's house damaged, they're going to have to first get that customer to send the item back to their house and then send it back to me. 
And so it's just kind of really difficult because one, that's a lot of coordination to try and pull off. And they would have to like send them, they would have to send them their own return label, get it back and then return it to me, which is just kind of difficult to do. Um, not to say it can't be done, it's just more hoops they have to jump through. And two, um, it's just, I don't have a problem with them because a lot of times they're buying items at a pretty decent price for me because they only want to make a few bucks on it. I mean, then again, I'm not a dropshipper, so don't take any of this to 100, like, meaning that I know everything about it or I know what I'm talking about 100% with it. There's some dropshippers that do really good margins on stuff. There's tons of items you can dropship and do really good margins on. But what I've seen just as a general consensus is that a lot of dropshippers are doing super high volume and then they're making like a small percentage and that's how they're justifying the high volume because if they were doing high volume and, and making huge margins, then they'd be rich. And so not to say that some dropshippers aren't rich, it's just it's a lot more of a grind because you're selling at such a volume, but typically you're doing a lot lower of an ROI from a percentage standpoint. So. It is another way to resell. I typically don't do it. I mean, there are ways you can do it. You can do different techniques where you buy, you know, an item that's going to come out later and then you sell it beforehand and you can change the address at times. Like there's all sorts of different things you can do to, to drop ship and, and not do what I'm saying, which would be selling something and then scrambling to find it on eBay or somewhere and then sell it to the person and buy it and, and all that. I mean, you can do other sorts of methods of it. But what I typically find is that people, um, whenever they message me with stuff like this, they have another source they're going to. They already have sold the item and they're just looking for a cheap, efficient place to get it. Uh, and especially me being a top rated seller and stuff, it's something that I think a lot of people that are drop shipping kind of realize that they're probably going to get what they're expecting when you have somebody like that. Because you have to have done 100 sales within the past year, which for most people is a lot of sales just because most people aren't selling on eBay at scale. And so when you have somebody that's made 100 sales and they have a pretty high feedback, then you know that they know what they're doing and they're not just some screw off trying to sell things on eBay and, and make a quick buck, but maybe they're in it for a much longer haul and they're trying to deliver actual decent customer service and stuff like that. And so that is something that I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up on. A lot of people don't know about drop shipping, and even if you do, you don't realize what it looks like when somebody messages you. But yeah, if you get one of those messages that just says, hey, please don't include anything in this, please, it's a birthday gift or whatever, it, it may be a gift, but more than likely, they just don't want you to include the invoice because they don't want the end customer to know what they're paying. And it works out for us because we end up making, you know, really close to what we wanted to make, if not the full price for the item. And so it's not like you're getting ripped off, you're selling for what we wanted to sell for at anyways. This person just found a way to make a little bit of extra money doing it. So I don't have a problem with them. The only dropshipper I've had a problem with was the one lady who ordered like four or five items for me and then realized they were all the wrong size and had to cancel them. And they were like pretty expensive items. So I ended up losing like 30 bucks on that. But there are, that's not normal. Like that's not the typical thing that will happen. So um, just be aware of that. I mean, just know that if you have somebody that sends you a message like that, you don't have to freak out most of the time. I mean, if they seem sketchy and they, it seems like they're trying to get you to do something you shouldn't do, then maybe you can worry about that a little bit. But for the most part, they're just people that are drop shipping and they're nothing to worry about. Just, you know, send it to the address they sent, they say to send it to. If they ask you, hey, can you change the address? The answer is no, because you lose all your eBay seller protections that way. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really what I, I would recommend doing in those sorts of situations. 
So that's really it. I um, Outside of that, there really hasn't been a whole lot of updates. I haven't been sourcing a lot, and I'm kind of sick of it, honestly. I mean, it, it's not that I'm sick of sourcing, but I went to Marshall's today, and it was like, it was dead in there. There was no shoes. The shoes were overpriced. All the clothing was overpriced. Like, when I went in there way after, way before this all started, everything was super cheap. And they went back through everything and re-red tagged it to like eight bucks off of the regular price. And a lot of the stuff that I was looking at was like $50 items. So it's like red tagged for $42, which is like not that good of a deal when it's a majestic jacket that isn't going to be worn because it's summertime. And not only that, it was an MLB jacket that I was looking at. And the MLB is not even going on right now. And so like who's going to buy this jacket? It was already sitting there for 25 bucks, and now they marked it back up because they're trying to hit I don't know the people that run these stores sometimes confuse me a little bit granted some of them really know what they're doing but when you're marking things up that high after you've already had a period of time where people have really not made that much money a lot of people weren't working especially in the area that I'm in because there's a lot of really blue collar jobs in western PA and so yeah when you have these people that like aren't making a ton of money and you're just trying to like make you're trying to make every dollar you can off of an item it's going to be difficult when you're doing retail because that's not the way it's going to work but you can see nobody's in the store and you have two racks of clothes that are all overpriced and so I just was not having it I kind of got out of there pretty quick I might have walked in for about five or ten minutes Um, and it was just something that I was not thrilled with and I know the TJ Maxx is probably similar because it's right down the road from the Marshalls that I was at and I just haven't been to Ross yet because the Ross in my area, I know that there's for a fact a few different shoe sellers, like full-time shoe sellers that run in the area that I'm in. And I'm not a full-time shoe seller. And I know that they have to make back what they've already lost because of what's been going on. And so the fact that all the stores have been closed, I know those guys are probably tearing out Ross and just completely uh, going in there and just taking everything out of it. And so, um, It's something that I just haven't hit yet because I've been too busy with other stuff. Uh, And I've seen better margins doing the RA and the OA stuff that I've been doing. And so if you're looking to get back into RA, definitely, I mean, go to your Marshalls and go to your Ross and your TJ Maxx. See what it's like. Maybe talk to the manager and see when you can expect to get more stuff in. Because like mine, a lot of clothing was cleared out. It didn't look like they had changed anything in months. And they were already clearing a lot of stuff out of my Marshalls to the point where... I thought it was going to go out of business and they probably were going to go out of business before this. It wouldn't surprise me if they do just because the person that ran it before, like before Christmas was over, ordered so much stuff and it was all like junk. I I don't know what happened, but I know that they got fired because there was a new manager in there and everything got marked down significantly lower than what it was marked out for Christmas. I mean, that happens every year. There's a yellow tag event that happens, but it was it was very very low price stuff and i was picking up jerseys for like 10 12 bucks and so that is something that i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out when to go back and when to do marshall stuff or even if i'll ever do it anymore outside of just for like a leisure type of activity when i'm trying to do reselling so we'll see but that's just something else that stood out to me you would think that they'd be pumping a little bit more product into their stores to try and make a little bit more money right now but I don't know. It's uh, it was definitely a, a different thing than I expected walking in there. So, I don't. That's that's my little spiel on Marshalls. Hopefully things get a little bit better and we can get back to 
doing the things we love when we go in there and just find a pair of shoes or find there's a bunch of people finding foam posits right now uh, which are a great nike shoe to resell because they're usually like 50 to 60 bucks and you can flip them on StockX for 100 to 200 bucks depending on which colorway that you end up finding so that is something that i'm hopefully looking forward to getting back to hopefully you can find some marshalls some ross and some tj maxx finds burlington finds and hopefully that can supplement your income a little bit right now it's not looking that way for me but i have a lot more things that i'm working on so it's really not a huge loss if i don't get to find a jersey at marshall's this week so that being said i'll let you guys go i'll let you get back to whatever you're doing today but i will get back to you tomorrow with another podcast you guys have a good one and i'll talk to you tomorrow peace